Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to be talking about how obviously drive also drops for men in monogamy and the men who don't think that is real and why and the various sociological changes that have transpired over the years that would uh, explain how men could deny something that is biologically obvious. And before we get to that, I must tell you to subscribe. Most recent subscriber episode was why it does not work when you try to verbally seduce your wife, aka dirty talk or talking about sex, etc. And I explain why and when you can do that instead. And you get 150 other subscriber episodes if you do subscribe. So, there are like a million reasons. I could talk about this probably for like seven months, you know, instead of 20 minutes. But there are so many reasons why guys deny the fact that drive drops. We're just going to go through a few. First of all, I've discussed repeatedly that porn fluffs your sex drive up. And when I've worked with guys and they go off of porn, they are shocked. They're shocked that I was right, which is Surprising in and of itself because I'm usually right. <laughs> but they're shocked by by how much they stop thinking about sex. And um, guys in previous generations, even just the 90s, like literally just before internet porn. Remember married with children? There's no married with children now. Because all guys are telling themselves that they want to screw anything that moves, especially their wife. It used to be a known thing in every generation that... A man got sick of screwing the same woman all the time. That was just beyond obvious. It's called the Coolidge effect. Uh, and in fact, you know what? I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll read you the story of the Coolidge effect. So this is right from Wikipedia. Behavioral endocrinologist Frank A. Beach claims in a 1974 letter to have introduced the term Coolidge effect in either 1958 or 1959. He attributed it to an old joke about Calvin Coolidge when he was president. The president and Mrs. Coolidge were being shown separately around an experimental government farm. When Mrs. Coolidge came to the chicken yard, she noticed that a rooster was mating very frequently. She asked the attendant how often that happened and was told dozens of times each day. Mrs. Coolidge said, tell that to the president when he comes by. Upon being told, the president asked, same hen every time? The reply was, oh no, Mr. President, a different hen every time. President tell that to Mrs. Coolidge. Okay. So the, uh, the, the real definition, the biological definition is an increase in sexual responsiveness and a shortening of the refractory period. The evolutionary benefit to this phenomenon is that a male can fertilize multiple females and may be reinvigorated repeatedly for successful insemination of multiple females. This type of mating system can be referred to as polygony, where one male has multiple female mates, but each female mates with only one or a few males. This Coolidge effect of the shortening of the refractory period that I just described 
uh, with a new female has been demonstrated to occur in humans across cultures and both sexes and also in other animals, by the way. Um, so that's right from the Wikipedia page on the Coolidge effect. The point is, this used to be known. This was jokes. Guys were the ones who were supposed to be sick of monogamy, right? Guys. You know, it, women were obviously, so obviously there's so many other pieces, but women were having sex within marriage. That was part of the marital contract. You didn't stop having sex with your husband, even if you didn't really want to. Of course, if you're in a loving relationship, no man is going to pressure his wife into sex. Some women, just especially if they were religious and could not use birth control, therefore, and their body was destroyed after having all these multiple kids and it would hurt them, that's when they moved into separate bedrooms right? At that point, many men found another female, right? A mistress. People used to cheat a lot more. It used to be understood that men at least would cheat a lot more and that most men would not stay faithful, right? Now, now, uh, like in that situation, if the woman cut them off of sex, some men did, right? And they just, there was no internet porn. So they just kind of, their sex drive was, you know, a, a chore. is something they wish would go away, but it wasn't this sort of massive fluffed sex drive in an older man that people have now because there wasn't the internet porn. There also wasn't testosterone replacement therapy, which we will discuss soon. So, yeah, he wished they were still having sex, but, you know, if he was the guy that wasn't going to cheat, then that was just that. Life sucks. You know, like, you know, things are hard. Lifespans were shorter, you know, and people struggled more with all sorts of illnesses. There weren't all the advances nowadays, and we'll get to that, you know, that they have nowadays. And there were more re religious people. You know, you go to church, you take care of your kids, you work. If you can't have sex anymore, you can't have sex anymore. And you should speak to older people about this, you know, because guys were really in two camps, the ones that would have gotten a mistress and the ones that would have just not had sex anymore if their wife couldn't, couldn't have sex. Um, next, right, we, we come to the fact that now we do have internet porn and it fluffs guys up so much. They think that everybody is having this crazy sex life except for them. And if you look at porn every day and it bombards these images of women doing whatever you want into your mind that you can never find anywhere in the natural universe, never, no man is going to walk into a room with a hundred women waiting to do whatever he wants to do. These are, you know, fantasies. That's not real. And there is nothing in your actual brain that can replicate internet porn. It's like saying, like, can exercise replicate uh, cocaine? No, it can't, you know? Um, so it's like a drug in your brain. When people go off of it, they're shocked by how little they think about sex. And what, their, what they thought their base sex drive was plummets. Because it's being artificially fluffed, right? And so therefore, and also cheating has become like the worst thing in the whole world. You know, like people are supposed to get everything out of their partner. They're supposed to be soulmate, best friend, uh, you know, just every single thing in the world. You could read this, the new, um, the, it's a book by Eli J. Finkel, The All or Nothing Marriage. And uh, it talks about how nowadays the partner is supposed to be literally everything. It was never like that. So if we go back to previous generations, so few people said my partner is my best friend. You had a best friend of the same gender. You could even see this if you go back to TV shows in like the 90s or something. The woman had a group of friends. The guy had a group of friends. You know, and that, that those people were actually characters on the show. Versus now, you got like a lot of shows that are literally just about a couple pretty much. 
But the, the, the point B, and about their kids, of course, because people are now more obsessed with their kids, child-centered, they won't get together with their friends, they'll just have a group chat, and instead they'll just focus on like the child's 15 baseball games that week or whatever the case may be. So the point is, is people are supposed to be everything to each other. Uh, you're not supposed to cheat. Uh, advances in medicine have made it so that you're living a very long time for sure, or at least you think that, you know, as, as you're going through your life, everybody expects to live longer than they used to. And you are, and the guys are fluffing themselves up with internet porn. And the women are still the same people, right? Except that they refuse to think that the mar- that there should be a sexual marital contract, at least more liberal women. They, uh, I do, of course, think that sex is part of marriage, and I talk about that all over. I even have a podcast about, yes, there should be a sexual marital contract. But anyway, so what we have is a guy who's fluffed up beyond reason, because he looks at porn all the time in a medium that was never delivered before. So he's not actually monogamous. His brain doesn't think he's monogamous. His brain is seeing multiple naked women all the time, like the rooster in the yard and the Coolidge effect. His penis may be monogamous, but his brain is not. He's looking at all these women. I'm not saying it's a moral referendum. He's not actually cheating, but he's fluffing up his brain like he's a man who screws 100 women a day. That is a man who has a pretty fucking high sex drive, right? He needs to, you know? And that's what you're, you're tricking your brain into doing that. There's something called mirror neurons. And the same things activate in your brain when you watch somebody doing something as when you do it yourself. That's how people learn through observational learning. So if you're watching some guy, you know, screw a woman, it's like you're screwing that woman. That's what your brain does. It screws that woman virtually. And so your sex drive is at a million because you are a guy who's virtually screwing many, many women all the time. And then your wife, even if now there are cases, of course, many cases where the woman still wants to have sex, you know, regularly, a couple times a week or something. But the guys that are addicted to porn, which is almost everybody that uses it, it gets some level of of this uh Everybody who uses it gets some level of this uptick in sex drive, you know? So it doesn't matter you're using it an hour a day, you're using it 15 minutes a day. If you're using it regularly, then you're basically creating this fluffing effect, right? So then the stuff that she wants to do no longer seems so palatable. For example, in the 50s, guys did not think that their wife was going to give them oral sex. Like, that was like something that you get in a whorehouse, you know? Like, your nice wife is going to have missionary-style sex with you. You know, it was a huge thing, a huge change. And like, you know, the the free love for people to have, you know, oral sex at all, you know, in the generation that came after the 50s. But if we go back to the men in the 50s when the Coolidge effect was, they didn't have the Internet porn. They didn't expect their wives to do crazy shit in bed. And their wives expected that they were going to have sex when the guy wanted to, you know, and not to say they couldn't enjoy it. Plenty of women enjoyed sex, but that wasn't really the point. The point was that this is a marital duty. Then if you add in the testosterone replacement therapy, my God. So then there's a lot of guys who need it. Sure. You got very low levels of testosterone. You got brain fog. You got like all these weight gain and your drive is low and all of these things, right? So you, you just go to it, go get your testosterone replacement. I Nothing to me, you know? So The point is, though, that there are many men who are not just remediating a deficit, but who have normal levels, pretty normal levels. And of course, everything's within a range. So if they're not at the top of what the normal range is, then in these hormone clinics, they get pretty much any level that they want, you know, and I've 
clients like this. I got people that I talk to in my my group and just just this is a thing. <laughs> so and it's not it makes you aggressive and it makes you want more and more and more sex. You know, a guy with a, who's 70 is not supposed to have the testosterone levels of a guy who's 20. And when they do, then they are obviously a huge problem in their marriage because they have basically done that Twilight Zone episode where, I think I've mentioned this one before, where uh, the, the couple only had enough money for one of them to go, you know, get their old young body back. So they picked him because he had such bad back pain. He came out, he was 25 years old, and he's like clicking his heels and he feels great. But then he sees her and, you know, she just looks so shattered. First, she's very happy, but then she touches her own face and she's like shattered. She knows they won't stay together. She knows that they're not a good fit anymore. And then he realizes it, too. And in the Twilight Zone, which was made in the 50s and 60s, you know, they uh, they had the 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 end of that episode. Sorry for the spoiler. But the end of that episode was that he went back and had it reversed. And then they, you know, walked off as well as he could walk with his cane. They walked off into the sunset together, right? So that was the message that they wanted to get. You know, nowadays, most people would say, fuck her, man. Get a new girl. You're living your best life, dude. You know, and that is not where I'm coming from because I work with couples on their marriages. So sometimes guys say then, like, if you don't believe in optimizing your testosterone, again, It's cool to get something remediated. That's a deficit, right? But when you're bringing yourself up specifically saying things and bragging that I have the testosterone level of a 20-year-old guy, you know, and I can lift like this tremendous amount of weight and I want to fuck, you know, three times a day, uh, come on, you know, how's that going to be good for the marriage? So some then guys are like, oh, should I not take insulin then if I'm diabetic or should I not take uh, heart medication if I have a heart problem? Well, unless your marriage is very bad, real bad, then your wife does want you to take insulin or heart meds because otherwise you'd be dead. So in fact, that makes the relationship better, not worse. I also do an analogy. I say, so what if a woman talks a lot? She talks so much, the guy's not very verbal. And it's, it's already a problem that she talks so much more than him and they can't come to terms with it. But you know what? She just likes to talk and she wants to take a stimulant, you know? And she, the stimulant will make her talk even more. Should she take it, even though she really, really likes talking? No, that would be bad for her marriage for him to have to listen to twice the talking, right? They're already not doing so well. You know, why would she exacerbate the difference between that? Obviously, that would be quite bad for the marriage. So, uh, you know, what what you got to think about is all of these variables together. Not everybody does all of them, right? But I'm saying there's, there's, oh, and of course, there are all of the uh, advances in medical technology, not limited to testosterone replacement, certainly. And, um, and so people think that they should somehow live their, quote, best life all the time in every which way, that age is just a number and that, you know, you could basically, you know, be the same age until you're dead. And dead, I mean, that is a bad word now. I mean, it's, it's very secular world, you know, and people no longer think that there will be much afterwards. And many, some people let that really screw with their heads and they try to basically live forever. And that just doesn't happen. And I have podcasts on age is not just a number and why people hate aging more and more. Those are the titles of those. So you end up with people who basically aren't allowed to cheat in their own mind, you know, they 
uh, fluff themselves up so that they have the minds of a man who's screwing 100 women, but they're not. Uh, the wife no longer really thinks that she should, that she needs to be having sex when she doesn't want to and doesn't know anything about responsive desire, so therefore doesn't understand that if she tries, she may want to, you know, in the early stages. If the guy's watching that much porn, then the things that he wants to do are coming off aggressive and uh, extreme. That certainly does happen. Some of this is amplified by effects of unneeded uh, extra testosterone supplementation, but not in all people, certainly. Um, and then you end up with this perfect storm, right? This perfect storm for guys to say that they do not understand why their wife's drive decreases. Well, of course they don't. They they will understand it pretty quick if they stop all the porn and any extra supplementation beyond what would remediate them, you know. I mean, they would understand it pretty quick, and they do. They do understand it. But it's a lot, you know, more comfortable to complain about your sex drive disparity than it is to actually work on your relationship on a deeper level in all areas, sex being one of the areas. So there's a lot of guys out there that are saying they don't understand why their sex, wife's sex drive drops, and, uh, and that's the whole reason behind their marriage being bad. I think a lack of empathy in that case is, is the reason. Because if you literally cannot understand how a mammal would age, like, I mean, I have a million podcasts about this, and if you want to experientially learn it, just go off the porn. And also, let's point out the obvious. There's plenty of guys who think they could do it three times a night because they could jerk off with porn and unlimited visual stimulation three times a day or a night or whatever. But <laughs> nobody's actually testing that out. They're not testing out having sex with their wife three times in a night. And many of those guys go on vacation. And if they could do it twice in a day, the next day they're destroyed. You know, because they just can't, can't do it again. Because that's literally how their body works. And they can usually not come multiple times in a day anymore, you know, without excessive help. This is when I tell people, I say, that's cool, masturbate. Just ma masturbate analog. Don't use porn. And most of them come back and they were like, that shit was so boring. I can't even do it. And I'm like, well, that's what your literal job was. Because when you were 18 years old, you could think about like, you know, like a girl's smile and jerk off, you know, successfully quickly. And now you can't, you know, because that's aging. So when one partner says to another, I can't understand why XYZ biological phenomenon happen, it used to be an understood thing. As I said, with the Coolidge effect, you know, it used to be understood. Men get bored within monogamy. That was because they didn't have this, this, this harem online, you know, to keep them fluffed up all the time. So, you know, and it's not like it's a moral thing. Of course, some porn is quite unethical and that is a moral problem. But if you are, you know, single, you could watch all the porn you want. But if your relationship isn't going well, then it doesn't go well for you to do that. It doesn't go well for you to do anything that makes you less empathic and less understand where an aging partner is going. You know, like how, how they are experiencing the world and you're not allowing yourself to experience it, to experience it because of these these ideas that your life has to be perfect. You only have one option. So she can never age because you never want to age. So if your wife acts old in any way, then that makes you feel old. And then that makes yourself feel, you know, that you don't feel as good about yourself because 
you want a free lunch. And that's what I'm always saying you can't have is a free lunch. Nobody can. So, you know, that that is what it is. And um, that is my my thoughts about this topic in as condensed a form as I can get it is that, of course, you would understand your wife's decrease in drive. Men used to have a decrease in drive as well. But if you're if you are making things different for yourself, you know, by by uh, artificially priming yourself constantly, then you're going to say you don't understand it. And also people that are less secure, people that are late bloomers, people that feel that they never got enough, you know, sex life in when they were young. And now they're being told that, yes, like all animals, they are aging and the lifespan is finite and sex hormones decrease over time. They don't like that. They they want to think that somehow they can do all of the exploring that they ever did now that they're married and they're 50 years old, 40 years old. They want it to be like being single at 20 years old and confident. How? How, how would it be? It's just not like that. So that's it can't be like that. Um, and if you struggle a lot with feelings of aging, of mortality, of resentment to your wife, um, of, of if your wife is like, nothing is enough for you, you're obsessed with this, you know, some of them are right. Some of them are wrong. And I've talked a lot about the differences between a man who's a sex addict and a man who's not, you know, but that doesn't mean that there aren't people who are truly never happy with what they get and who are not truly asking for more extreme things than an average woman would give, you know? And if you talk to somebody, then that can help you level set and calibrate, oh, my expectations are at this place on the normal distribution, whereas I thought they were right in the middle, you know, and some of y'alls are not. And there are myriad reasons why not. But before you spend the money on therapy, many of you can try going off porn, you know, or whatever, whatever, like super optimization, maximization dosages you're on of, of testosterone could be discussed with a doctor because a lot of people, you know, and I have friends who are doctors, right? And this is, uh, you know, pe- people do not always report things accurately to doctors if they like the effects. So for example, if you're on Adderall and it makes you do like seven times the amount of work that you could usually do, but also your wife says you're unbearable to be around, a lot of people may not say that last part to the psychiatrist. They'll only say the first part that they're super productive because they want to get the substance. And that's not like, that. that's just normal. That's just like a normal human way to be. So a lot of people are not coming in to the clinic and saying, actually, like my huge uptick in sex drive is causing problems at home. And my wife says I've turned into a sex addict. They're not saying that part. They're saying, man, I feel like I'm living my best life. Let's keep it how it is. You know, so think deeply about that and obviously talk to your medical doctor. I report on what I see in my practice as a PhD, as a a clinical psychologist. But always talk to your doctor about anything physical. And just for the guys who get ironically super aggressive on my Facebook page defending the TRT that they're on, this is not about remediation. This is about the guys that are saying my testosterone's at a 1200, you know, and I'm like... 50. You know, it's like, come on. So, um, all right. I will talk to everybody soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.